My name is Jeff Lerner, and I interview elite performers from a wide range of disciplines, entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, scientists, artists, and more. This is Unlock Your Potential. Welcome to another episode of Unlock Your Potential. Jeff Lerner, your host. Always so excited to be back with you, having amazing conversations with amazing human beings. Today, I am joined by Jolie Goodson, and this is a conversation that I am very excited to have in addition to getting into Jolie's uh, backstory and life experience and um, in personal, you know, personal, call it life arc. We are also going to be talking about her area of expertise, which is branding, which I believe is one of the most important subjects in the modern world in the sense that the more I think we can learn to think of ourselves as a brand and to manage ourselves in relationship to the world with intelligent branding concepts in mind, in a very, very real way, we stand out and and pave the path for, for our own personal success in all areas of life. So really, really relevant conversation uh, that I'm excited to have. Jolie is, what can I say, pretty much one of the world authorities on branding. She's been doing branding for over 20 years. She runs the Branding Matters podcast, which is one of the top podcasts based out of Canada. Um, she's got all kinds of recognition for her level of influence and authority in the world of branding. Okay, so Jolie, welcome to the show. Um, branding, I do agree with you, branding matters a lot. Uh, maybe we start with a little bit of background though. How did you get into branding? Uh, how did this become your world? Well, you know, I think like most things in life, you never really plan for it. You know, have you ever heard the expression, you know, God laughs while man plans? So yeah. I, I sort of, I mean, my background is advertising and marketing. I started off as a copywriter in the ad world. I worked for some top agencies, Ogilvy being the last one. And then I realized that, you know, writing wasn't really my thing. I, I love the creative aspect of it, but I'm way more social and like, being out with people. So I went from that into sales, working directly with people, with helping them build their brands through merchandise. And I've been doing that for, hmm, pardon me, 20, over 20 years. And, um, you know, because merchandise is so important when you're trying to create brand awareness. And then did that for a long time. Um, and then when COVID hit in 20, 20, I was invited to do a presentation about branding to a live presentation. I love doing speaking. And then everybody was in lockdown and they asked me, can you do it on Zoom? And it's so funny because at the time I was like, on Zoom? I don't want to do it on Zoom. <laughs> like who does presentations on Zoom? I love feeding off the audience, you know? So I was almost going to decline, but I committed. So I ended up doing it, it was September on Zoom and I was talking about branding. And then afterwards I had different people reach out to me not knowing each other with the same story, you know, got laid off from my corporate job because of COVID. I had to start my own business, forced entrepreneurship was a real thing. And I love what you had to say. And I know my business, but I know nothing about, you know, what you talked about as far as building a brand goes. And do you do consulting? We're sort of the questions. And I didn't do consulting. I'm a single mom. I was busy with my full-time job, you know, trying to make ends meet and everything else. So I went away and I actually talked to my boyfriend. I told him, I'm like, do you think I should do consulting? And, you know, he was just jokingly, he's like, oh, why don't you start a podcast? You know, and he listens to soccer podcasts. And so I was like, yeah, I laughed it off. And then I'm like, maybe I will. Because I'm one of those people, I, I jump into things, you know, I figure it out. I jump in and then I figure it out later. So I was like, maybe I will. Because obviously, you know, um, forced entrepreneurship was a global issue. And all these people who had corporate jobs were now starting their own businesses, which was fantastic, but not really understanding what it means to, you know, build a brand versus building a business. They're not mutually exclusive. And so I came up with the name Branding Matters because it has that double entendre as far as branding matters, but also all things to do with branding. So, you know, brand identity and design and everything all encompassing branding. And then I thought, okay, well, I know what I know, but I know what I don't know. So I'll bring on experts who can share their stories and branding tips and help my audience who are these new entrepreneurs and marketers, help them build brand equity for their businesses. And it just kind of took off from there. I knew nothing. And it's so yeah, funny. So, so you started your podcast. I started this in 2021. So you, it sounds like we started them around the same time. And, uh, yeah, January 2021 is when I started. That was my launch date. Okay, I think my first episode was February. So we oh, were like funny. right okay. right there. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a rare 
podcast and it's you know i'm not here to compare but i mean it's it's a rare podcast that in just two years becomes a let's call it a significant recognized ranked written about talked about podcast right i mean there's what i think over four million podcasts in the world now and you know the tiny sliver anybody's ever heard of and uh, so congratulations, by the way. I know how much work it's, it is to grow a podcast to a, a place of, of visibility and value in two years. Um, but uh, obviously, it's, I mean, the precondition for that is that it's a really good podcast, I'm sure. So <laughs> I'm excited to say, and especially, I mean, we have such a an alignment and an overlap here in terms of our audiences. So many of, so much of my audience um, is I, I like that uh, that term forced entrepreneurship. I think in my case, it's I'll call it uh, oppor- opportunistic entrepreneurship. Like m- maybe we're maybe we're saying the same thing through a different lens, but like the pandemic, I think it gave a lot of people pause and cause to say, what am I really doing with my life, and is this what I really want to do with my life, and and do I want to have some more control and some more freedom? Um, and so whether it was by force or by choice. Here we are. We have millions of young, aspiring, uh, early stage entrepreneurs that are listening to you and me. So I'm glad it's wonderful that we came together here. Yeah, I um, love it. But uh, but yeah. So gosh, I mean, so many, so much of the audience. This is just going to be the perfect conversation. So so yeah, talk to me. What what is it that you think somebody who's getting started as an entrepreneur that they? I, I'd say there's two there's two things I've observed. One is there's a tendency to think that branding is something that you start thinking about later. What, like, like let's get the business up and going. Let's get revenue coming in. Let's get to a certain level of success. And then I'll start, then I'll have the time or it'll be the right time to think about something like branding, which I think is a huge, is a mistake for the record. I think that you, you begin with that end in mind. Um, and then also like, I think a lot of his people don't even know where to start. They they think they think of their brand and they immediately just think of a logo. So yeah. maybe you can take on all that. There's probably a lot to say there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and then there's also the difference between branding and marketing, which I get all the time. So I mm-hmm. think the first thing is defining what does it mean to be a brand, right? And I think that's the first thing. And really, a brand is in the hearts and the minds of the consumer. You know, you don't have control over your brand. You have control over what your business is, but the idea to have a brand is to build the connection, right? You want to build that connection with the people that you're trying to serve. And so not just what do you why do you do what you do, not just to make money? So let's take money out of the side. Why do you do what you do? What is it? What's your why? And then when you know, you hear about that all the time, Simon Sinek and everything else. And figuring that out and then using that to help build your business you're building your brand because it's your brand is based on your values. It's, you know, how you feel about things. It's everything that you do and everything that personifies who you are. When you look at someone like Steve Jobs, right, he built this brand based on all his beliefs, right? And the way he was and Apple was built from that and became very strong because he was very consistent. And then branding is all the actions that you do to inspire people to fall in love with your brand and become your best brand advocates and become loyal to your brand. And so when I describe branding, it's everything from, you know, your customer service. How do you, you want to be consistent, whatever it is that you value and whatever it is you want people to know you for, you need to have all your touch points um, personify that. And so your customer service, how you treat your employees, how do you get your employees to buy into your brand, right? Branding starts internally because when you have your employees buy into all your beliefs and everything that you stand for, they're going to also be your best brand advocates, go out there and, you know, share about your business. And then branding is also um, the way you are on social media, the value. It's all about what are you doing to add value and to serve the people in a way that they're going to connect with you because like-minded people want to do business with like-minded people. And, you know, you hear you want to do business with people you like, mind, and trust. Well, how do you build trust? How do you know? I get that question all the time. How do I build trust with people so they're going to like me and they're going to want to buy from me? It doesn't happen overnight, right? It happens over a long period of time by being consistent, by constantly, you know, making sure you follow through, you know, you hear about the brand promise, whatever your brand promises, make sure that you follow through with that. And that's going to build trust. So I say it starts off when you're coming up with a business idea. I mean, I've talked to some 
people and, you know, consultants. And when they're talking about their business, before they even go out there and start, okay, I want to do my logo and I want to do my website and this is what I want to do. It's like, hold on a second. First of all, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. what's your personality? And then once you figure that out, and that takes time, then you say, okay, this is what how I want to be known and recognized in the marketplace. And so this is the steps that I'm going to do to help inspire people and to help make, uh, make accomplish that, if that makes sense. So yeah, no. branding is like, an, in, my, in my opinion, and you could probably, you know, maybe other people have different views. It's all the actions that you do to inspire people to fall in love with your brand. In a very simple way. Yeah, I, I like that. And and it's really interesting. You know, it's funny. I mean, to me, brand is to business and in a very well, I'm curious how accurate you think this correlate. What what is it was it called? An analogy? Brand is to business as personality is to person. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so you know, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to, it's time to build my brand. Like you said, I'm going to build my website. I'm going to design my logo. I'm going to write my tagline and I've built my brand. That is as sort of bizarre as saying, okay, it's time for me to build my personality. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug in four parts, humor, two parts, charisma, and nine parts, empathy. No, like you just, you are your personality over time. But, but there's principles of like, like you said, consistency, uh, you know, Cialdini talks about the commitment and consistency principle in, in influence that you talked about the follow through on your brand promise. You know, if we have somebody that shows up as in with an inconsistent personality over time, we call that schizophrenia. Right. And so to, I, I think for a lot of new entrepreneurs to realize the question to saying, oh, well, you know, it's not it's too soon for me to think about my brand. That's literally the same as saying it's too soon in life to think about my personality. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I've heard Simon Sinek talk about this and I love this because the other question and challenges that people have, and I don't know if you've come across, it's like, okay, so we know the what, but we don't know the how. How do we figure that out, right? So he said, go and ask, you know, five of the closest people to you, not family members, but closest friends and ask them like, why are you friends with me? What is it about me that you're, we're friends with? You know, and people will probably say, oh, well, you know, you're fun. And you're cool to hang out with. And then like, okay, but get deeper, like, tell me a bit more. And you'll get and finally, if you keep asking, you'll get to the root of what it is about you that attracts them that they want to be around you. And you know what it is most of the time or what it should be is how they feel when they're with you. How do they feel? How do you make them feel? Because ultimately, we all want to feel good. So that is such a great analogy. Because when you are a brand advocate or you become a loyal fan, whether it's, you know, Nike or Apple or any of the big brands, it's how do they make you feel? How do you feel about yourself? Right. And that's something to think about when you're building your businesses. How are people going to feel when they interact with your business and your brand? So how do you how do you then kind of coach people uh, or, or, or do? Yeah, I mean. If somebody's sitting down with you going, okay, I like I want to do this thing, this business, or I have this idea, and I I want it for business purposes, I want it to present a certain way in the market, you know, and 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 a lot of those words probably are pretty common across. It's like I want it to be you know, trustworthy. I want it to be viewed as you know, I guess different brands are different. You know, some might be like, I want to be more fun or I want to be more perceived as like the, the ultimate authority on a thing. Yeah. But, but I mean, how do you sort of counsel people then say, okay, based on you want it to appear X, so you need to start doing Y. What do you, yeah, where do you, I, well, I, I ask a zillion questions, you know, going back to my podcast, I think that's, one of the reasons maybe that it is successful is because I'm just so curious by nature and I ask a ton of questions because that's how I learn about people and about things. And so I sit down and I ask a ton of questions, you know, and they're not all business related. It's about their personality and it's about, you know, what they, what their, their missions are and what they value and all those things. And then, you know, I have one question that I ask all my guests on my podcast. It's the last question I ask them and it's, what is your badass superpower? And it's funny because I've had almost a hundred 
guest to date. I think I'm at, I don't know, 97 or something. And no one's ever answered the question twice the same way. And I think mm. that's that says a lot because we all have, a, I call it the badass superpower, but we all have a uniqueness about us. And if we can tap into that, because branding is all about differentiating yourself. So I try to find what makes you unique because ultimately, if you're in the business, if you're a real estate agent, we'll use that as an example, right? There's millions of real estate agents. I had a real estate agent talk to me the other day, you know, and she's just starting out and she's competing with a million different people. So what's going to make her different? Because, you know, we all we all sell the same thing, like all real estate agents sell homes. So what's going to make her different? It's who she is. Like you said, it's her personality. So it's helping them tap into that and making them find out what is their unique superpower, their badass superpower. And then how do you articulate that? And how do you execute that? So the world knows that, right? How do you tell people about your badass superpower? And that's where you do it. You know, social is obviously a big thing. So how do you differentiate it on social? What do you do that's differently? Um, and then I just go through steps like that. So it's a process. It's not cookie cutter, right? It's not like, okay, well, if you do X plus Y, Z, it's really taking each individual and figuring out what makes them special, what makes them different, and then how can they show the world that, if that makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about this, you know, too, because a, a lot of the people I talk to I think in the world today, I have this worldview where like the the line between employee and entrepreneur, which is kind of a historical division of like, oh, these people work for other people and these people are the people that those other people work for, right? I think that division is not as clear as it used to be in this world. I think that there is an entrepreneurial way of being in the world that whether you're, you know, if you if you technically work for someone else, they call it being an intrapreneur. Or if you're, you know, just providing services, but maybe you don't employ people, they might call you a freelancer. Or if you own a business, maybe you're more what they traditionally call an entrepreneur or a business owner. Or maybe you just, you know, in, build a cash flow real estate portfolio and they call you an investor, but you're still really an entrepreneur. Like entrepreneur is a is a spectrum now. And I, what, what that, the reason I say that is because just as I think whatever somebody's professional vocation is, there's an entrepreneurial way to do it. That, that to me also says, therefore, every person on earth who has any sort of professional part of their life has a brand. Like it, your brand is basically your professional personality. Totally. Um, and yeah. so, so even if you're, even if you're like, I mean, literally, even if you like stock the shelves at a grocery store, you have a brand, you know, but Jeff Bezos said you're, it's whatever people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Like maybe you stock the shelves at a grocery store, but when you leave and the rest the other stockers and the store managers sitting around talking about you, whatever they're saying, that's your brand. And so do, do you agree with the statement that basically every human on earth who has any sort of professional aspect to their lives should start thinking about themselves as a brand and, and becoming intentional about it? Do you agree with that statement? Well, I I do in the sense that, I, and I love what you said because about, you know, every employee has a brand for sure. Um, because I just want to elaborate on that and then I'll answer the other question. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a great example of that. I am an employee. I've been working for the same company for 20 plus years. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I work with clients, right? So I have clients that I bring in or that come to me through referrals, however I get them. So they're working with me. And so a per my personal brand is so important because they want to know who I am. You know, if they're going to do business with me, same thing. Yes, it's important that I, I have you know, the company I work for has a strong brand 100%, but then you have to take it down to the level of like, if we're, we're human beings doing business with other human beings. So my brand is so important and that, and I love that you said that because that's why I am very vocal and I'm all over social and, you know, and I'm trying to connect with the people that I want to serve on a more personal level. And then obviously the company is important as well. So yeah, I do agree. I think employees don't rely too much or don't rely enough on their own brand and their branding and they just rely on the big companies but it's not companies doing companies with it's not companies doing companies with 
we start over. It's not companies doing business with each other. It's people doing business with each other and people connect with each other based on, you know, the same values and the same beliefs and just the things that bring them together and build connection and connection is so important. So yes, I do agree with that. But every person on the planet, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think of friends. Well, I would say every person that has a professional aspect to their life. Okay. Yes. If if you're a professional, but again, I, I guess I would sort of go, okay, well, what profession? I mean, let's just use someone as, let's say a nurse, for example. You know, she's in the hospital and she's doing her job. Does it, is it important for her to build her personal brand or her professional brand? I'm not sure. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not sure. I'm not in that industry. I don't know how much building that personal brand will um, affect her career, her income, or anything like that. So I don't know. That's a great question. I, 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 so, so, okay. So it's interesting because I, you know, I love these unique, good conversations. <laughs> well, yeah. But in my unique position as the, the, you know, the head of an entrepreneurial education platform, I've ha- we've had lots of nurses come through our program, right? And some of them are like burned out on the hospital system and looking for a change and they want to go out on their own. Some of them are looking to learn skills that they can use to bring value into their existing career. Um, and then there's there's various points sort of in between and around those. Yeah. But I would say like one, one lady's coming to mind whose name is Ashley and she was a nurse. And I knew her because she was in one of our masterminds that when we were when we were a small earlier stage, smaller company, and I had more personal relationships with a lot of our students. She was in a mastermind that I was a part of. And she started taking a lot of her healthcare information online and giving it away for free. And her big platform was like, hey, in my day job, I help people, um, I help people deal with medical problems that have already arisen. But I wanted outside of my day job, I wanted to help give people information to try to avoid the problems in the first place. So it's like prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I think, actually don't quote me on this, but I think her her YouTube channel might've been called an ounce of prevention or something, right? Okay. Where it's like, I'm taking the information that I only get to apply in one way inside the hospital after people are already sick. And I'm trying to keep people from getting sick without out in front of the hospital and uh, metaphorically. And a lot of value came from that. It changed the way she was perceived in the medical system and new opportunities started to materialize where people saw, instead of just being a nurse that works with patients, they saw her as somebody that could be a, you know, a spokesperson, an ambassador, somebody that they could put out in front who was comfortable and confident doing that. And it created all kinds of professional opportunities for her. Yeah. And, and a hundred percent. And I love that you said that because I guess I was thinking smaller as far as just her doing her, you know, nursing job and career versus now trying to elevate it for more opportunities, which to be fully honest is exactly what I do, right? I mean, right? I, I'm an yeah. employee and I do that, but then I started my podcast because and my, you know, just to be clear, when I started my podcast, it wasn't, there was, my purpose was, was, in, was sincerely just to help people. I was stuck in my house with my two teenagers, not talking to anybody. So I loved it. I get to, I got to talk to leaders around the world. Um, but I also thought it would be a great opportunity, a great way for me to build my personal brand to maybe potentially have new opportunities, which is exactly what it has done. Right here, I am sitting with you today. Mm-hmm. So yes, in that respect, if if you're looking to leverage your career for new opportunities, then you absolutely have to start by building your personal brand. For sure. Yeah, it's so, not like I went to my team and said, "Okay, guys, we need to find someone. We need to find a somebody who's been in, you know, senior level account management, you know, at a branding and merchandising company for over twenty years, and go find him and put him on the show." That's yeah. not what I said. Exactly. I said, "I need you to go find somebody who's really badass at branding." Which, <laughs> ironically, we found the literal branding badass. <laughs> uh, and and let's let's get yeah. him on the show to talk about. I want somebody who's an authority in this area, and that was that was not because of any work that your company did for you. That was oh, because of the work you did for you. And I have to say, I mean, it's really crazy. I've been invited to speak at different events, and I'm a bunch of different podcasts, and and just because of that. So, you know, I it, I'm a living proof that branding matters, and that yeah. you know, in my whole story, we don't have time for today. I talk about it when I do my presentations, but it really has changed my career, the trajectory, everything, just by focusing on building my personal brand. 
Okay, so actually, I'm going to make time for what you just said. I, I'll give you an, so so. This this has been a recurring theme for me lately, and I'm trusting the universe is giving me signals that I meant to respond to. Right. So yesterday, I'm. By the way, if you're seeing this on YouTube and you wonder and you're wondering, like, did Jeff's wife kick him out and now he's living in like a you know kind of <laughs> lower level efficiency apartment or something? Because this is not the usual backdrop for the show. No, I am staying at a summer camp right now where Entra, we have these uh, these events that we do. And uh, part of our event series, we lease a summer a summer camp that's that's only a summer camp two months out of the year. And the other 10 months, we have a lot of access to it. So we do these events here. I'm here with a bunch, uh, about 40 of our students. It's actually our highest level um, personal development event. And I'm here and I've been out mingling with them every day. And uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday who started doing the train, the the work at Entra, really to learn about entrepreneurial fundamentals, what it would mean to go out and start his own business. But it wasn't it wasn't the idea of starting his own business. It was more the 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 concepts around thinking of yourself as a servant leader to your to your constituency, whether it's your customers or your audience or your employees or the people you lead are the people you serve. It's thinking about maximizing the amount of value that you that you create so that you can exchange value with the market. It's it's really grounding to these entrepreneurship principles that is what he got from the training. And he ended up, he's a forensic engineer, which I didn't even know is a thing, but it's an engineer that actually goes back and tries to figure out what happened. Like if a bridge collapses, they bring in a forensic engineer to go, okay, what happened after the fact, right? But through the entrepreneurial training, he fell so back in love with his job, like that, because he started thinking of his clients as people he could serve. And he started thinking of the work that he did as value that he could create. And he started thinking of all the different stakeholders in his work. And he started thinking through an entrepreneurial lens, got really recommitted and repassionate, uh, rekindled about forensic engineering and has since gotten a raise and a promotion and is now like this leader in his field. I was literally talking to him yesterday. So that's come up lately. Um, and I've had multiple other instances of people who through entrepreneurial training, they ended up rethinking how they do work in the world and taking it back in and creating better opportunities um, within their careers, their established careers. And so I think this is actually something we're supposed to talk about. I'm, I'm getting these signals and there's probably a lot of people in the audience who I think we tend to have an overly binary question of like, am I a good little employee who just does what I'm told? Or am I, am I leaving that world behind and taking the road less traveled and striking out on my own and being bold and being the boss and starting my own business? And like, we act like that's a completely binary fork in the road. But the reality is there's a way to be more like that that makes you more valuable inside a company. Yeah. And sure. there's probably a lot of people that want it, that I think could benefit from hearing that conversation. So, so if, if you're okay with it, let's take some time. And you said you, you don't, you talk about your personal story in your presentations. I'd love to hear it now. Like, <laughs> like, who are you? How did you get where you, where you are? And, and why do you think you're the person who's taken it on in a different way? That's created a completely different uh, trajectory for you than maybe one might predict for somebody in your role, so to speak? Well, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version of it. So as I said, I've been in the industry for many years. And then honestly, 2015 hit and it was, I was hit both professionally and personally. So 2015, my marriage ended after, you know, 16 years together. I had two young boys and I became a single mom, no financial support at all. At the same time, I work in an industry that's like real estate is 100% commission. And we had some, you know, the, the oil prices, I'm in oil town and oil prices tanked and I literally lost you know, my biggest client, like my one and biggest client overnight. So personally, professionally, I was like, holy shit. It was really, it was horrible. You know, I laugh about it now, but it was horrible. And so 
I struggled because I was be and I was playing. I was trying to be, you know, mom to two boys after a split. I was trying to, you know, be the provider financially for me, for my ex, for my kids. I was being my own lawyer because I couldn't afford a lawyer. And I'm trying to start my career over basically because I lost my biggest client. So lesson learned is don't put all your eggs in one basket. But anyway, so it was a, it was a terrible, terrible year. And I struggled for many years trying to build myself back up. And I tried different things. I tried to you know, a side hustle for a while, did that, it was good, but wasn't nowhere near making the income I needed to to survive. So it was basically survival. And I was trying everything. I had nobody helping me out. And then I sort of, I read a book and, you know, I, t- I show everyone the book, the Jen Sincero book, How to, You Are a Badass, you know, and, she, yeah. you read it, and, you know, she talks about that and mindset. And then I was like, okay, well, she said I'm a badass, so I'm a badass. So I'm like, I'm going to reinvent myself. And so I basically called myself the branding badass because branding was my background and I'm a badass, according to her. So I rebranded myself online and called myself the branding badass. And it was funny, just that little thing, people started commenting and saying, oh, branding badass, I love it. That's great. And people were reaching out to me and I started getting noticed and comments. And then um, I met someone online and he, I don't know how we connected, we connected on Twitter and he invited me to on his podcast. And then I said, oh, I'm thinking of doing one. And so anyway, blah, 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 fast forward. It was really, I, you know, I had to, I had no choice. I tell people, I'm like, well, you know, it was that or homelessness. I had no option, yeah. but to figure it out and, you know, try different things. And I remember being one of my darkest days. I'm not kidding. Walking with one of my good friends and I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm like, I'm the biggest loser. And I can't believe here I am at this age and this. And, you know, and she's like, one day this is going to help you. And this is, you're going to be able to tell your story. And I, you know, she told me that. And then I just, you know, I, I, I say this, I just started seeing the light and then, um, COVID happened, right? And now I'm like, now what? You know what I mean? So it's like two steps forward, three steps back. And and then I told you how I started my podcast. And that really changed everything. You know, doing my podcast really has propelled all these new opportunities for me in so many different ways um, um, as far as my personal brand and then with my merchandise business and meeting people and networking and now speaking. So that's the short version of it. Um, But that's how it all started. In a nutshell, well, I guess. I, I love it because I just, man, if, you know, I, whenever I'm I'm doing these shows, these episodes, I, I think like, okay, what's, you know, people forget over time. They're not going to remember 99.9% of what we say on this episode. A year from now, people aren't going to remember, right? But if they can just remember back to that one thing they thought when they heard us, then like, and if it, and if it, if it was a value, then we won. We did, we did our, our role well, right? Yeah. And so I'm always wondering as I'm recording these, like, oh, what, what's the takeaway going to be, right? And what I'm hoping, I can, I'll go ahead and declare, what I hope the takeaway from this episode is, is the value of thinking yourself, thinking of yourself as a brand, even if you don't obviously appear to yourself as a brand, right? And 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 I say that again, I'm coming from the vantage point of like, I have thousands of people in my world who are wanting to get started as entrepreneurs. And it's kind of a shift, especially I notice for a lot of older people, it almost feel, they, thinking of themselves as a brand, it's like they almost feel like it's like they're being vain. Like, oh, I'm trying to, or that they're being inauthentic. Like, oh, I'm trying to manufacture the way people perceive me. Or I'm trying to engineer a perception instead of just, and it's and it's like, no, you're actually trying, I, I mean, the way I look at it is you're trying to make sure that the way people perceive you lines up with your actual intentions. And the sooner you start doing that and the sooner you start becoming educated about the, the tactics of how to do that, which is what we call the art of branding, then like the, the more opportunity it's going to create for yourself and I mean, I'll just, I don't even have to say like, uh, when I started the content that led to Entra in, in fall of 2018, that was when the first time I started call it putting myself out there, I had to start thinking of myself as a brand and all this stuff that's happened for me in the last, whatever it's been five, it's been about five years now. It, it sources to the moment I started thinking of myself as a brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so maybe you could walk me through whatever you're about to say and like how do we 
how does a person start thinking of themselves as a brand who has never done so before? Well, I I kind of challenge you on that a little bit and and okay. you know, no disrespect whatsoever. But I, I love that. I don't necessarily think of myself as a brand. I think what you said I thought was really interesting, you know, um, authenticity. You know, I think that is the most important thing. And so, I mean, when I say I don't think of myself as a brand, I guess where I'm going with that is goes back to that whole, you know, um, how do I make, how do I develop or how do I tell people what to think about me? You can't tell people what to think about you. Just be you. Be right. you be authentic, be transparent, be real. You know, I'm the same way I'm sitting with you right now, the way I am when I'm sitting with my friends. Like I'm me, I'm the same as I am. So when we talk about a brand, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I told you, I read that book, Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass, right? I didn't create the word badass. Like everybody, and there's a lot of badasses out there. And, I, and, and I'll give you a really good example as far as connection and brand awareness goes, as far as, you know, when I developed these t-shirts, I started my podcast and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a bit of merch because that's my wheelhouse. And I could have just put my Branding Matters logo on the front, right? Because that's the name of my podcast. But I thought, okay, and this is a really good lesson for people to hear about branding. I thought, okay, instead of putting um, Branding Matters on the front of my t-shirt, who's going to wear it? You know, branding, as I mentioned, is about connecting with people. So I thought I'm going to, I'm the branding badass. I'm going to, I'm not going to put branding badass. I'm just going to put badass because I guarantee you there are a lot of badasses right now listening to this episode. Right. And I, like I said, tapping into your inner badass. So I wanted to connect with people that I'm, you know, my audience. So I thought if I do badass, then that's going to connect with people. And I have my logo on the back, my branding matters logo. So I just did a few t-shirts for myself to promote my podcast, just mm -hmm. to, you know, differentiate yourself as branding. It's standing out from everybody else. It's creating connections, doing that. And then whenever I wore it to this day, I get people commenting, oh my God, I love your t-shirt. I want one. Where'd you get it? You know, before mm -hmm. I started making them for the masses, I actually gave someone one of mine because she was really cool. And I just said, here, you can have mine. And I gave her, I said, it's been used, but you can have it. And so then I started selling them on my on my website and people started buying them and people started buying them and they started taking pictures of themselves and posting all over social media and sending me pictures. And then people started sending me random, they would take a picture of a book or send me, a. I got someone send me an actual book and it was something about badass on it. So they were associating me with badass and every time they saw badass, they thought about me. I mean, that is branding, right? It's building connections. It's building right. those brand advocates. It's people that when they see something, they automatically, you want to become top of mind. You know, you talk about category leaders when, like, I love what you said earlier, you know, when someone says, I need a branding expert versus I want Jolie to come on my show. I want the branding badass, right? Becoming mm -hmm. a category leader. So that's all part of building your brand and branding is done through all the things I just said. But I think just, and I don't know when you are teaching your students, but it's really just figuring out what makes you unique, what makes you different, what problems are you solving that none of your competitors are solving. And I think if you lean into that, that's going to help build really strong brands. And then you do, you know, with your branding, you help, you know, get your name out into the marketplace or whatever. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. Hey there, real quick, I just wanted to let you know, I have been concentrating a lot lately on providing tons of value to my text message community. This could be random thoughts, this could be letting you be the first to know about an event I'm planning or a special I'm running or a free training I'm hosting. Anyway, just shoot me a text to get subscribed. The number is 702-996-3926. Thanks so much, let's get back to the podcast. No, it, it did, but it's, it's interesting because you also said, that you don't really think of yourself as a brand, you just are authentic. But I, so, now, so I'm gonna, I'll challenge you back. You no, know, I just, sorry, hold on. I just want to say, okay. I, I, I shouldn't say I don't really think of myself as a brand. I, I guess I, you know, we're going full circle because yes, for sure, I am a brand. I have a personal brand. I guess where I meant by that was I didn't start out thinking I need to build a strong brand. I just thought I need to do something different in my career. I need to stand out. I need to build, um, you know, create brand awareness, I guess, for lack of a better word. So I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself because I obviously by calling myself the branding badass, but I guess I just didn't have this sort of, okay, I'm going to be a brand and this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to do. I just thought I'm going to be me and I'm going to articulate 
things that I believe in and share, you know, I do these badass branding tips, share knowledge, add value. And that has helped build my brand. Is that? Yeah, but it's interesting what you said. I shouldn't say, yeah, but I should say, yes. (laughs) It's interesting what you just said, because I agree with you. It's not like you were like, okay, it's time for me to build a brand for myself. Exactly. That's what I meant. Um, but you and but where you were at, which you just articulated, is like okay, I need I want to make a change. It's re- I'm ready for that next step or that next level up or, you know, I and and that is something that millions of people can relate to. Like right. you're you're right there, and and it kind of goes to what we're talking about. Where there's a lot of people that aren't thinking like okay, it's time for me to you know turn myself into a brand like BMW yeah. or, but <laughs> exactly. there's a but there's millions of people that are like okay, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for the next step of growth or whatever. And and my what I'm saying is that starting to think of yourself through the lens of branding is is in in a very real way an unlock for that growth or that change that you're looking for. And yeah. and but then to to be to to learn the art of doing so in a way that does align with yourself authentically. Right. For example, if you chose branding badass, yes, you might have been exposed to the term badass through the Jensen's Hero book, but all, but it wasn't just because you're like, oh, I you know I like that word, I'm going to use it. You resonated with that word, right? Bingo, exactly. And you could have been like, now you could have been maybe you'd read a maybe you had just read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho and gone, okay, I'm the branding alchemist now. Yeah, that's a different. That feels different. Right? Uh, well, hundred percent. And sorry to make the trap. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Go, please. I mean, you. Well, you, I was going to say. Point. Go ahead. Well, a hundred percent. And again, that goes back to connection, right? I felt the connection because of a lot of things that she talked about in the book, and I don't know if you've read it. And so, why I put badass is because anybody out there, and people will ask me like, "What's a badass?" Right? And so, in my my interpretation of what I read, because we all walk away from something with a different interpretation, right? And we all feel different things. And so for me, a badass is someone who comes up against adversity time and time again, gets knocked down 11 times, gets up 12, isn't um, entitled, you know, works hard, doesn't let anything stop them from reaching their goals, right? So that to me is a badass. And that's why, again, it definitely personifies so what I've been through. And without comparing, because there's people that are always going to have worse situations than you and are going to have better. So I don't compare myself to everybody else. I just know what I've been through and how it affected me and my kids and everything else. So by having badass on here, and I think the reason it resonates and why people want the t-shirts is because they're also badasses, because they've been through shit too, part of my French, mm-hmm. and they've come up against challenges and they rise above. You know, my biggest... People ask me sometimes, like, who do you look up to? And I look up to people that have come across terrible, terrible adversity and rise above it and become stronger and better because of it. Because to me, that is a real badass. So, so, so let me ask you, because I think <laughs> I feel like there may be it's a fun. What? Well, what is you? You said one of the questions you ask people is, "What is your badass superpower?" So I'm asking you, what is your badass superpower? Well, you know, it's funny. I've answered that a few different ways, but I would say. I say empathy, and then I want to elaborate on that. With that empathy, I'm I ha- I'm helping people build. I can help people build their brands because I feel their pain. And I think when you feel someone's pain and you know what they're going through, when I want to help them, like I started my podcast, I didn't do it for any other reason that I want to help them. It's my it's my nature to try to you know I'm a connector and I help people. So I would say probably empathy. If I were to sum up in one word, is empathy. I mean, by the way, empathy seems like an incredibly good trait for a person in branding to have because for you to help somebody else with their brand in a sense requires you to know them in a way that maybe they don't even know themselves. And that's, I, empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, like, feel their struggle. like the main criteria for being great at branding is empathy, the ability yeah. to understand where another person is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and it does. It really helps me, you know, when I sit down with clients and when or when I interview people on my podcast. Um, I think that is helps me a lot because I can really put myself in their shoes and I and I understand versus, you know, I never try to sell anything. 
you know, I never say buy this because I want to make a lot of money. I really figure out and I sit with my clients and I say, you know, what are, what is it? What's the struggle here? What, how can I help you overcome that? How can I solve your problems? You know, and so I really learn and talk to them and figure that out, you know, and I do the same thing you asked me about when I sit down with someone consulting. I don't just have a cookie cutter answer and say, here, buy this. It's like, no, I, I'm going to ask you a million questions because I really want to get to know, get to the root of the issue. And then I think by doing that, come up with the best solution that's going to serve you. So, so, yeah. so your badass superpower, ironically, in this too, case, but that came connects, to <laughs> connects to your brand. Like your badass superpower is a very logical setup for your brand, your natural gift. Like you're a branding badass because you're empathetic enough to get into other people's experience of what they're trying to project out to the world. And that helps you have insight into their brand. I would say for myself, you know, I like, Jeff, like what's your I badass superpower? Well, yeah. So my badass superpower is that I don't see people as they are. I see people as they could be. Oh, I see people's potential very often more and or before they see it in themselves. And so my whole brand, Unlock Your Potential, it's the name of my book. It's the name of, of the podcast. But But more than it's the name of my thing, it's more of like, I think in my mind of like everybody to the world is like the blank guy or girl. Like, oh yeah, that's that blank guy. And you're like, oh, you're that blank girl, right? Or that blank chick or that blank woman or whatever, right? Like you're the badass branding chick. Badass, yeah. I'm like that unlock your potential guy, right? Like everybody, yeah. I mean, the world the world reduces us down to these tiny little labels that we, like you said, we, we don't really get to control. We just have to, we're only in charge of what we put out there and then the world decides who we are. Yeah, for sure. And that goes back to what I said about category leader, right? When someone wants this, you can either say, okay, get me a real estate agent or get me Bob or, you know, get me a branding right. expert or get me Julie, the branding badass or get me Jeff, you know, like that is, and that is going again, full circle. When you build a strong brand and your branding helps do that, that's where you want to be. You want to be the category leader and the, the, the space that you're in. One thing I do want to ask you though, sorry, you can tell I'm a podcast host. Yeah, go um, ahead. You know, you talked about unlock your potential and I'm curious about this because if you see the potential in everybody, right? Like you said, do you ever get disappointed when they don't reach that potential? Um, I live, if, I don't know if disappointed is the word. I think my battle is frustration. Yeah. I battle frustration on a daily basis because I actually reference often in Greek mythology, there is a uh, there's a, a myth um, the, called the Cassandra myth, where Cassandra was touched by the gods and, and given the gift of being able to see the future, but the curse that no one would believe her. So she would go try to warn people, hey, there's about to be a flood. And this whole area is going to be washed away and you and your family are going to drown. So I, so you guys need to move up the hill. And they would not believe her. And then she would have to sit there and watch as the flood drowned this whole family that she had tried to warn. That's how I feel sometimes. Of like, I've told you what you're capable of, but because you don't believe it for yourself, instead you're just going to keep settling for what you've got. And I've had to make, I've had to like do a lot of work to, to deal with that. Yeah. Do work personally or with the people that you are coaching or both? I mean, I'm I'm here yeah. living in a summer camp for two weeks. <laughs> I have a group of people that we're doing personal development work with out in the fields to help unlock their potential. And you know, I'm I'm living in a summer camp in the middle of well, it's late summer now, but in yeah. central I mean, I was here two months ago, it was a hundred and eleven degrees out there and eighty-five percent humidity, and I'm out there help trying to help people unlock their potential because I feel so unresolved when, and it's not like people need to achieve it or to arrive at it. I just feel terrible when people aren't making progress. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to elaborate on this. So the reason I asked you that, I mean, if we, you know, you talk about you like to get personal. And the reason I ask that is because I've talked to a lot of women and women, and I can speak from my past marriage is women tend to date people and they think they can fix them, right? And they think, that, you know, I can change him and I can fix him and everything else. And I read a quote somewhere where it said, never fall in love with potential. 
because yeah. you're going to spend your life trying to make them and change them and build them up into what you think they can be, but they may never achieve that. And then you're going to be disappointed. So that's all. That's why I brought up because I thought that's a really interesting term. Oh, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a consistently frustrated lover who has <laughs> fallen in love with the potential of everyone around me. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and and so what I've had to do and but it's it's so interesting that we're having this conversation because it's not even it's not really about me. It's not really about you. It's just about the way it works. And when you get clear on who you are, when you know what your superpower is, then you then it it steers you into creating professional offerings that align with and allow you to express and manifest your superpower on a consistent basis. So if you look at every single thing I'm involved in professionally, it's it's offerings to help people unlock their potential. And so in that way, I have a brand that is very congruent with, with, call it my professional personality and the way I am that I didn't choose to be. I was just, I just am this way. We're very you, similar. You do, right? Yeah, we're very similar in what we, what we're trying to accomplish, really. We're trying to, we're doing the same thing, just different ways. And, and by the so way, talk about, be, sorry, I was going to say, can you talk <laughs> about <almost> how, <laughs> how fulfilling it is to get to wake up every day and go to work? in total alignment with who you are as a person? Uh, sorry, you're going to have to repeat that question. I missed the first part. So oh, I said, can you talk about how fulfilling it is to, to have your work life be so aligned with your with who you are as a person because you've thought through the branding? Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's so fulfilling. I say all the time, you know, I do it for free. Not that I will, but I think about that because, or my podcast, you know, when I started and I was nobody, and I mean, I still think I'm a nobody, but whatever. I, I do it because even if nobody was listening, because look, I get to sit down with people like you and have amazing conversations about something that I'm super passionate about. I've learned, you know, I feel like I've been in private tutoring for the last two years, right? With all the experts I've brought on. I love it. So yes, it's so fulfilling. And I love, you know, again, back to the empathy. I love helping people. That was my impetus for starting it. That's why I volunteer for this woman's, I, you know, I volunteer for Gems for Gems, which is um, a charity that helps women of domestic abuse get on their feet and I'm very passionate about it because there's nothing more fulfilling than serving other people in my in my opinion and you know what and full disclosure too when I was really at rock bottom uh, for me and I was struggling and I felt helpless you know I felt I didn't know what to do and that's when I was like when I I think volunteering and I'm bringing this up because I think it's important I think it's there's so many things in your world or my world that you can't control that what can I control and if I can help and give back then Maybe my whole personal life is kind of shits right now, but at least, you know, these women are worse off than me and I'm helping them, then at least I'm doing that, you know? So that was sort of my motivation for doing that. So, you know, you asked me fulfilling. I mean, there's lots of things I do. I don't do anything that's not fulfilling. I, you know, I'm constantly doing things that are serving me as much as serving others. You know, I'm not one of those people and I know some who wake up and hate their jobs and hate what they do every day. And I just, I, I couldn't, life is too short. So yeah, I, it's, well, that's, I mean, statistically, that's the majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I mean, that I think it's fifth, roughly 15% report. Let's call it total satisfaction and fulfillment in their, in their career. And then so of 85%, there are varying degrees of dissatisfaction ranging from, well, I love what I do, but not who I do it for all the way to, I hate everything about my career and I only do it because I feel like I need money and I have no choice. Yeah. And I know people like that. Yeah. And, 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 but to me, freedom from that starts with in a very real way, authentic branding. Yeah. Cause so I think when you're, when you're clear on who you are, you're clear on what, what you want to do, you're clear on why you want to do it, and you're clear on where you want to go. Then over, it just becomes inertia. Like you're gonna, you're gonna and gravitationally, you're just gonna go there. And and asking branding questions is to me what creates that clarity. And it's not easy, you know. Like we we you and I here are talking, and I'm trying to put my head, my mind in the or the my mindset in the listener, and going like, well, they make it sound so easy, and it's not. It's it's really hard. And that's why there's people like you out there. And, you know, that's why I do my podcast. It's free because there's so many 
experts out there to help you for that exact reason, because it is very daunting and a lot of people don't even know where to begin. And I've heard people say, you know, oh, I know I should do it, but I just, I don't know how, and I don't know where to begin and everything else. Right. So it's not easy, definitely. And, you know, I think a lot of times the hardest thing is for people to be totally, totally honest with themselves, right? Like it's hard to be honest with yourself and say exactly, you know, what it is that is driving you and everything else. But I, I just think, Branding, first of all, before you even start with your branding, I think if you're someone out there who's listening and you've just started your own business or you're, you know, a real estate agent or you're working for a big company is figure out, you know, what's your purpose? Like, where do you, what, what, where do you see yourself in the big picture of the world and what can you do to contribute, I guess? Because when you contribute, you get back, right? Yeah, we say you get 10 times more back, you get 10 times more when you give than when you get. And so I always start with that. And then once you figure that out, then just figure out ways to, and this is where you obviously want to connect with experts to help you with your branding, because that's not easy either. People think, you know, I, like you said, talking at the beginning, well, I have a new logo, so I have a new brand. Well, having a new logo doesn't mean having a new brand. And, you know, I'm in the merch industry, but merch isn't your brand. Merch is a way to build brand awareness, is to help people, you know, recognize your brand and connect with your brand. But that's not who your brand is. It, it represents what your brand is. So that's you know, such a cute and important distinction. Branding and brand awareness are not the same thing at all. And they are probably highly conflated in the world. Well, and that's where marketing comes in. And I've had this conversation, you know, with everybody confuses marketing with branding. And, you know, again, I try to simplify and say, well, marketing is creating brand awareness and marketing is done through merge. Marketing is done through mm -hmm. online advertising and marketing is done through traditional advertising, TV, billboards, you know, newspaper, if anybody reads a newspaper anymore. <laughs> But, you know, digital advertising. So that is different. That's because at the end of the day, how are people going to know to do business with you if you don't know you exist? Right? How do they know you exist? You might have the best business and the best brand in the world, but if nobody knows about you, you're not going to you're not going to survive. So you need to build brand awareness. And that's done through marketing. But branding, again, is really just all the actions that you do that are a way to articulate your brand voice and to be consistent and let people know what you're about. Right. So someone I had a guest on my show and he described it. He said, uh, marketing is dating and branding is asking to asking to um, get married, to proposing. Right. So dating is you're learning about the person. You see them everywhere, mm -hmm. you like the way they look. And then when you fall in love with them and you propose, you know, now you fall in love with this brand. And that's how you're, you're going to be loyal to this brand for, you know, I mean, brand loyalty is a whole other conversation because that's hard to <clears throat> build brand loyalty as well. So. There's a lot of aspects to it. We, we live in matters. a we live in a world <laughs> where loyalty as a whole is becoming less and less of exactly. a of a standard. Yeah. So yeah, whether it's dating or branding, yes, right. it's harder and harder to come by. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about where to start, so I'm going to suggest that Jolie's a great place to start when it comes to all branding matters. So on that note, can you share with the audience uh, how they can come find you and get more of you? Yes. Well, I am the only branding badass out there. So that in itself is important when you're building a brand, make sure that nobody else has the same name or brand as you. So there's no confusion. So you can just Google branding badass and I'll come up, but you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under my name, Jolie Goodson. And if you're not on LinkedIn and you're an entrepreneur, you should be on LinkedIn because if you're not, your competitors are, and that's a whole other conversation. Uh, I talk about that. But yeah, I'm on social, uh, Instagram, Branding Badass, Facebook under my name, and LinkedIn, Jolie Goodson. I'm on, you know, Twitter formerly, or X formerly known as Twitter, but I don't really, I'm not much on there. I think the best place would be LinkedIn. Um, and then my podcast, of course, uh, Branding Matters. And if you want one of these awesome badass t-shirts, you can just go to my website. It's brandingmatters.ca and you can click on merch and you can order one. And I'm running low. Again, I keep reordering them. I keep running out, but there's still stock left. I'm waiting for new stock to come in. All right, team. So we want to- Sorry, I do have one more thing to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do buy a t-shirt, please take a picture of yourself and tag me if you're going to post it. And I'd appreciate that. I love it. Yes, everybody. Let's try to take Jolie from running low to out of stock. <laughs> Hammer that site, grab some shirts. Uh, Jolie, this has been a wonderful conversation and I appreciate it. You've you've reinvigorated me 
to, I think, be even more invested and precise about my brand and what I'm projecting to the world and the language that I'm using and the choices that I'm making and the, the subjects that I'm emphasizing. Um, it, it really becomes this very instructive, like, compass for your life when you have a clear brand. And, and for me, it's it's really relie relieving because there's, there's a lot of things I could do and my brand helps orient me towards what I should do. And you don't want to shoot on anyone, right? That's right. But I, I do shoot on myself. <laughs> oh. <I'm sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. so this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much yeah. for being a guest on Like a Potential. Well, thank you. And I just want to end by saying congratulations to you because what you're doing is amazing and you're helping so many people. And I love your show. And thank you for inviting me on. It's been so much fun. So it's great to connect with you. And now we're connected. So it's great. Now we're connected. Yeah. And I will say, put a little podcast tip that I'm sure you do the same. As soon as I stop the recording, I'm going to be grabbing Jolie's number and I'm going to be staying in touch. And this is like the best way on earth to build relationships, I think, is podcasting. So, um, yeah. Thank you again for being a guest. And of course, to all you viewers and listeners out there, you know what I'm going to tell you because I tell you every time you're the best part of the show. You're why I do what I do every single dang day. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Hey, it's Jeff here. If you liked this episode of Unlock Your Potential, it would mean so much if you would like and share the episode on whatever platform you're listening or viewing on. And if you really like what we're doing here and you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a review. There is so much work that goes into these episodes and you leaving a positive review lets us know that that work is reaching people and especially it helps us reach other people. Your review could be the reason that someone else decides to tune in, check out this podcast and unlock their potential and ultimately level up the quality of their life. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support and for listening, especially if you like or share or leave a review. Thank you for helping us spread the word and thank you for unlocking your potential to go make the world and your world a better place.